You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. The book of Proverbs. And we are going to consider a couple of things in, uh, well, we're going to, to consider a couple of things in verse 11 of chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. And we want to consider verse 11. Ready? Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. Now when you consider the verse especially as a child of God. You have to first acknowledge that when it comes to discretion and understanding, both of these things have power. Look at it again. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. So both have power. Discretion has power. Understanding has power. Now who is in the power? God is in the power. Told his disciples, I don't need you to do anything until you receive power. He wants his children to have power. And because we're not God, we're not omnipotent, he gives us power in stages. We, we just have to be ready to receive his ability. His strength. We have to be ready. And so, again, you have to see that when it comes to discretion and understanding, both of these things possess power. But looking further at the text, these are not just things that you should consider uh, Desirable, but essential. If discretion is going to give me some power, if it's going to preserve me, I need that. If understanding is going to keep me, I need that. Yeah, just look at somebody and just, just gnaw at your head like you're from the backside of Hewlett and say, I, I, I need discretion and understanding. I need the power that come with those things. And so based upon the text that everything that I have said, my subject this morning is simply Two essentials that have power. Two essentials that have power. And we're going to give our Lord a hand of praise before we go further. When something is essential 
is needed. Is needed. And as children of God, we have to recognize that there are just some things we need. And, and some things you need, you can't get everywhere. Some things you need, you can't get from school. Education. Your cousin. Mama. There are things that we need that we can only get from our God. I love what Paul boldly said to the church of Philippi in uh, Philippians 4, 19 and following. He, he talked about how God was a supplier. But he was so bold as to tell them that God would supply all of their needs according to his riches in glory. God knows we have need of things. And therefore, as our supplier, he will release that which we need into our lives but again he does it in in stages and and the, and the one thing we never want to do is come before god empty and leave empty if we are in need of something we need to go before him and when we leave his presence we need to be filled with whatever he released. How many agree with that? And so there are some things that, that are just essential for us to have. And, and though power is not mentioned in Proverbs 2 and 11, it's implied. But however, throughout the scripture, we are told about power, specifically the power of our Lord. The antithesis of power is the inability to do what is essential and significant. You don't have the means to do certain things simply because you don't have the capacity. You do not possess the ability to move what needs to be moved, to change what needs to be changed, to cause to come into being what needs to come into being. You don't possess what is necessary. When it comes to power, it's when God endows us with exactly what we need in order to fulfill purpose. Every day of our life, we should look at it as a day of purpose. Something that God has ordained for us to do. And we should be excited about it. We should be like David. David said, this is a day that the Lord has made. And then decreed, I will rejoice. I'm going to praise him first. I'm going to rejoice and be glad therein. He made a bold statement because any, any child of God... Uh, that's been in Christ a while knows that obstacles, obstructions and such will challenge you every single day. There are things that, that will come against you to try to make you not be happy, to try to make you lose your praise. 
But but some of us, we'll we just determine that we're going to be happy anyhow. Woo, maybe I ought to go over here. I said some of us, we'll just determine we're going to be happy anyhow. Woo, I know some folk in the middle section, you know how to dance on a trial. You know how to leap for joy in the midst of trouble. You will turn in victory even though naturally speaking you don't see no way out. Who am I talking to? You ought to just jump on your feet and say preacher talking about me. Preacher talking about me. I'll turn in victory even though a check just bounced. I'll turn in victory even though I just came out of a major trial. And you, you have to learn to be happy anyhow because in this life you're going to get some trouble. Trouble going to come your way. Sometimes trouble will come in your house. Well, you ought to be having some peace but you'll find trouble there. Trouble will come in the church. Trouble will come on the jaw. But despite where trouble comes, we have to learn to be happy anyhow. That's the reason we are told by writers such as James to count it all joy when we fall into divers trials. We are told by Peter to think it not strange concerning fiery trials or the fiery trial that has been sent to try us. Peter said don't, don't, don't think it strange just rejoice. You gotta be happy anyhow. I said you gotta be happy anyhow. Yeah, I know you just got a bad report or you're concerned about this, that, and the, and the other or you may even be concerned about a loved one but you got to give God the praise anyhow because you know what God promised you. All things going to work out for your good no matter what thing you may be going through. And so it's important to give God the praise anyhow. And power causes us to magnify him despite what we go through. I can praise God with money because I learned how to praise him when I didn't have no money. Money didn't make me happy. God made me happy. Woo, I didn't get a whole lot of claps. See, some folks only happy when the check roll in. You gotta be happy when ain't no money on the table. Knowing that if you praise him when you ain't got a dime in your pocket, it won't be long before God show up and drop on you the good measure, the press down, the shaker together and the running. I want to I want to just show you just a couple of scriptures in reference to power. Just just consider just a couple of things. First, I want to go to Psalm 62. Psalm 62 and 11. And, and I want you to get this in your being. I, Psalm 62 and 11. God has spoken once, twice. I have heard this. God has been repeating this. What he been repeating? Power belongs to me. Power belongs to the Lord. God has power. That, that means you need to try, quit trying to get somebody else to change your situation. And let God change. Now if God decides to use somebody to help you change your situation... Let it be on him. But some of us, before we ask God to change situations, we try to get somebody else to change it, or we try to change it ourselves. 
And sometimes we go to folks that, that may have power to do something, but because they don't want to see us do good, they won't use their power. But God is not like that. God want to see you blessed. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. God wants you to live above only and not beneath. So why not trust God to give you power whether he gives it to you directly or indirectly? Because again, power belongs to who? Power belongs to who? Let's take it further. Let's go to 2 Timothy. And, and I really want you to see the verse, but also the implication of, the, of uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Notice this. For God, the one who power belongs to, has not given us the spirit of what? But of what? Stop right there. But of what? But of what? So, so notice the implication is you shouldn't feel when God done gave you some power. If you are fearing, is it because when God was releasing power, you didn't receive it? I said, if you are fearful, is it because you didn't receive power when God was releasing it? God has not given us the spirit of fear. So whenever fear comes, that didn't come from God. But look at the gift that he did give us. Power. Now James in reference to the gifts of God said, said this right here. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. Every good. One little definition of good, beneficial. Power is given to you to benefit your life. Not for you to show off. You know, some folk get a little power to like show off. No. Power is given to you to benefit your life. And as children of God, it's a blessing that, that God gives power to his Church or to the saints of God. For God has not given us the spirit of, but of Walker. You're wimp now, but once I put my power in you, all that's gonna change. Walker, you don't see no way right now, but I'm gonna give you power, you're gonna see. Your way out of your situation. God can give you power that will change your life immediately. I said he will give you power that will change your life immediately. And that's what he wants today. He, he, he wants to give you power that's going to change you right away. Going to change your situation right away only thing you need to do is, is just be that cup that he can pour his power into and so whenever I'm in a situation that's bigger than me and something comes my way because I'm looking at the situation being bigger than me that causes me to fear, I should know automatically this is not God. Why? He has not given us the spirit of? COVID is bigger than me, but I shouldn't fear it. (laughs) 
The way, the way they talk about it, they try to make you become fearful of it. But you are a child of God. God did not give you the spirit of fear. But of what? Power. You got power. You're going to deal with it God's way. I'm not telling you to deal with it your way or anybody else's way. Deal with your situation God's way. After all, he deemed himself the way. Y'all unread John 14 and 6 when Jesus had to strain his, his disciples. They, they down and talking all this stuff. Jesus said, hey, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And sometimes we have to recognize when fear shows its ugly head who's really in charge. Matter of fact, you ought to tell your neighbor Jesus is in charge. What did the Bible say once Jesus rose from the grave? All authority or power has been given to who? Him. Well, in heaven and on earth. How much power? And then he turned around and started using that power to help his disciples. He wouldn't leave. He wouldn't leave and go back to heaven without telling his disciples, I'm going to give you power. Let them know, look, whatever come against you, you're going to have the power to deal with it. Whatever comes against you, you're going to have the power to deal with it. So quit being afraid of what God never ordained for you to fear. Amen? Y'all all right? And so, power is essential for a child of God. We couldn't live right without the power of the Holy Spirit. You would have been none took a drink. You would have been back at the club if you didn't have the Holy Spirit. You would still be the liar if God didn't give you the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And what's going to happen? You're going to be witnesses. You're going to be able to think, talk, and act like me. You're going to be able to imitate me simply because I'm going to put some power in you. Power is essential. But I'm specifically talking about divine power. A power that God releases. Whether from heaven or through certain things that he tells us. To make sure we put in our being. We make a part of our life. Like prayer. He told us, look, you need to make prayer a part of your life. Why we need to make prayer a part of our life, Jesus? Because if you don't, you're going to faint. You're going to lose heart. You're going to give up. You're going to enter into fear. Well, Reverend Walker, I don't remember reading that in the Bible. Well, Luke 18 and 1. Before Jesus got to talking about a parable, he gave them the conclusion of the parable before he even revealed the parable. He said, look, men ought always to pray and not faint or lose heart. Letting them know there is, there is so much power in prayer to where it causes you not to give up. It causes you not to make the wrong choices. I'm trying to convince you that we need power. And just because you have received the Holy Spirit, that does not mean you are at full capacity and you don't need no more power. 
Because I'm going to tell you something. If you think you you at full capacity, you don't need no more power, that there is something that can meet you time you leave here that will turn you every which way but loose. Y'all all right? And, and so, when it comes to Proverbs 2 and 11, Solomon gives us essentials that possess power. He gives us essentials that possess power. The first essential that he, he gives us in Proverbs 2 and 11 is discretion. Give you two Meanings of discretion based upon the text. First meaning is discernment. When you have this discretion, you, you have the ability, the ability to know right from wrong. Woo, say to your neighbor, that's important too. Because some things seem right, but they're, they're wrong. The second meaning of discretion that I want you to get is that you are judicious or you have the capacity to live justly. Breaking it down, you have the capacity to live the way God ordained for his children to live. Romans 1 and 17 says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just touch yourself and say that's talking about me. Shall live by faith. And of course Romans 10 and 17 says so then faith comes by and hearing the word of God. And so when I have discretion I have the ability to discern the capacity to be judicious. Uh, my, my behavior is going to be that of a child of the Most High. But it goes on to say discretion will preserve you. Discretion will preserve you. It will help you stay in the place that God has ordained for you to be in. You know I'll say the best place to be and the safest place to be is in I need discretion. Why? The best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will of God. But if I don't have discretion, if I don't have discernment, if I'm not behaving justly, I may get out of the will of God. And the worst place to be is out of the will of God. And look at your neighbor and say, and you have been there. And there's not a good place to be. I said, there's not a good place to be. Let me take you to a couple of scriptures in reference to discretion. All right? Let's, let's first go to Proverbs uh, 11, I think, is where I want to go. Woo, y'all all right? Y'all yeah. know how I am. I like to ask. This is going to be a drop on you right here. Proverbs 11 and 22. As a ring of gold in a swine's snout or nose, so is a lovely woman who lacks 
Help me. Let's read it together. This entire verse on two. One, two, read. As a... a pretty girl but she'll sleep with anybody what's, what's wrong with her she lacks how come he said that because I want you to get the picture Man, she dressed so nice. God, she be dressing so nice. But she don't put deodorant on. Oh, she's sharp. Yeah, how nice you are. If you don't put nothing, no perfume deodorant on. You think they're going to walk away talking about how nice you are? Man, that woman funky. Good God. Now I just got one question. Ask somebody, is it plain enough? That should be a picture so plain to where he got it. Yep, I got it, Pastor. We can go on to the next one. I got it. Let's go further. Some of y'all look like y'all offended because I said what I said. You know what? We're going to Psalm 112. Notice Psalm 112 in verse 5. I'm coming your way, brothers. And notice this. Psalm 112, verse 5. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with what? He will guide his affairs with what? Brother, I want you to help, help me read this verse again. So, so, you mind being silent? Let's read it on two, brothers. One, two, read. Bottom line, he knows how to handle business. Knows how to handle business even to the point to where he, where he can be a blessing to others. But the reason he knows how to handle business properly is because he possesses discretion. If you are a man that does not handle his business or your business Properly, you don't possess discretion. If you're known for messing stuff up, brother, I just didn't want y'all to read that verse. I want y'all to get with me after you read it. <laughs> so, since so, so y'all mind having me just, just look at the brother and say, you need to handle your business. Because if you ain't handling your business. Now look at some of the brothers trying to join in. I didn't ask y'all to join in. I'm talking to the sisters right now. I'm talking to the sisters. 
So, so look, look at a brother. I hope they don't rudely interrupt us again or interrupt y'all again. But just say to, to a brother, if you don't handle your business adequately or properly, you don't have no. could you let such and such happen and if you don't handle it, you don't handle it properly you gonna look stupid and you know how men or men try to justify looking stupid and no matter how you try to justify you still You notice I didn't say that. I, I mean, y'all said it. And so if, if discretion is going to help me handle my business properly, it needs to become a part of my being. It needs to be in me. That I, I ain't going to do this, that, or the other without discretion. Y'all feeling pretty good, right? Okay. I got to take you a little further. Let's go to the book of uh, Job. Lord have mercy. If a man does not handle his business properly, somebody going to tell him. Wait a minute, I ain't going to go to that. I'm not going to go to that scripture. I was going to add some more flavor to the mixed. <laughs> if you don't have this discretion, you're not handling your business, help me, properly. Now the scripture I was going to go to was in, the, was in the book of Job where Job's friends tried to tell him he was not handling his business with discretion. Now Job argued the point. Job argued the point because he was handling his business with discretion. Brothers, never try to justify what you're doing when it's very clear that you're not handling your business properly. Don't ever try to do that. If you're not handling your business properly, just, just admit it. Cause I'm going to tell you something, because there will come a time to where you're just going to be exposed. I used to try to justify everything that I, that I did. Guess what? It took God to straighten me out. That look, when you're wrong, Walker, you just. When, when it's clear that you're wrong, Walker, you just. And that's what we do, bro. I mean, that's what we have to do, brother. Now, the second essential in Proverbs 2 and 11 is understanding. Is understanding. An archaic 
definition of understanding is the ability to apprehend the sense or meaning of something or somebody. Now this is primitive, a primitive definition, but, but it's still powerful when we are able to comprehend or to know the sense or meaning of something or somebody. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes somebody will try to pull the wool over your eyes, as they used to say. You're going to be able, you have to be able to look at that particular situation and make sense of it so somebody won't get over on you. There are even people that will believe jack legs or jack leg preacher over their own pastor. In such a case, that person has to, has to be void or lacking understanding. When, whenever you allow somebody to talk you out of your rhema word, there's something going on with your understanding. Because you should be able to, to even recognize when somebody is trying to take from you and not try to help you. Understanding is very important. Because sometimes sometime I, I can teach something and instead of you having to understand what pastor is teaching me is stepping on my toes but is helping me. Now see that's understanding. What he's saying is stepping on my toes is, is right, is Saying to me, I need to change some things and so forth. But some folks will take it just the opposite. I said some folks will take it the opposite way. Yeah, they will. They'll take it the opposite way because they, they won't allow their understanding to kick, to kick in the way it needs to. Pastor was talking about me. Yeah, true, but Why? He gives a preacher the right when he gives the preacher the rhema for the people of God. How am I going to tell you your rhema and not talk about you? But it's not talking about you because I've been at your house. It's talking about you because God doesn't reveal what's going on because he has an all-seeing eye. But see, when, 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 when something comes forth that, that steps on your toes, even to the point to where it may anger you some, you have to use your understanding to the point to where you're going to make sense of what's being said and allow it to help you and not consider it an attack on you. Yeah. Because when you consider it otherwise, instead of you being in the spirit, you're in the flesh. So just based upon what I've said, is understanding important? Yeah. You have to be able to comprehend. Something or somebody, whether it's a word or whether it's a person coming to you trying to tell you something that you should or should not do. You have to be able to, to comprehend it, make sense of it. Amen? Amen. Oh, that mercy. Now, if you'll notice in Proverbs 2 and 11, when it comes to understanding, Understanding will keep you. 
Say to your neighbor, understanding, understanding. will keep you. Will keep you. Say that to one more person. Understanding, understanding. will keep you. It will what? Keep. keep. Based upon the text, I'm going to give you two definitions. First definition, it'll help you. It'll help you. Understanding will help you. When you get an understanding of something, it'll it help you. Just like, when, just like some of y'all who don't like to read manuals. You've been, you've been working on something, trying to fix it. And then you mess around and get that manual. Oh, that's how it works. Guess what just happened? You just got some understanding. Understanding will help you. It's going to help you. When you understand, it, it, it's going to help you well in life. Understanding will help you in life. Oh, so instead of me being fearful of COVID, I should just trust God to keep me. That's understanding. But it's understanding based upon the word. I'm not going to fear it. I'm just going to tr trust God to help me or to keep me. That's it. Instead of worrying myself over all of this stuff I got to take care of, I'm just going to acknowledge God and, and, and let him tell me what to take care of first. Second. Third, four, I got seven, but five, uh, six, and finally seven. That's what that is. Understanding. That's understanding. Let me show you something. Proverbs 4. Woo! Well, before I go there, let, let me just deal with. Let me just deal with uh, that definition a little bit, a little bit more. Understanding will do what? Keep you. It will help you. Second definition I want you to get. Say your neighbor to make you better. Say to another neighbor to make you better. Understanding makes you a better person. It makes you better financially. Mentally, physically, emotionally, and so it'll, it'll just make you better. It'll make you better in every single aspect of your life. You know, because if you don't have no understanding, you, you'll think, uh, you, you'll be thinking crazy stuff. Stuff that'll keep you from going to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep because I was thinking about something. You said, well, well, if you kept thinking about it, why you just didn't, didn't, in the midst of not going to sleep, find out what was going on so you can go to sleep? I'm telling you, some, folk, some folks, if, if they are concerned about something, they will allow that thing to keep them from going to sleep. So instead of just tossing and turning, get up. Get your Bible, not the internet, not Google. And find out more about whatever it is you're dealing with. And, and once you find it in God's word, apply it. Because it's going to give you understanding about whatever you're going through. But one if it'll be in the Bible. Everything you need for life is in the scripture. Everything. Everything you need for life is in the scripture. And once you get to understanding, let it rest in your being and go on to sleep. Amen? Amen? Now, let's go to some scripture. Let's go to Proverbs 4. Lord have mercy.
Verse 7. Wisdom is the principle of what? Therefore get. And wisdom equates what? Knowledge. But then he says, as he closes out the verse, and in all you're getting, get what? In all you're getting, get what? In all you're getting, get what? That means that understanding should be a priority in your life. That's simply, that's simply what it means from a simple standpoint. Understanding should be a priority in your life. Used to folk would go to church to, to get a hoop more so than the word. They'd be, wait, they'd, be on, they'd be waiting for the preacher to, to go to hooping. Look at how quiet y'all are now. You know what I'm talking about. Be waiting for it. But see, the main thing we need to get from a pastor based upon Jeremiah 3 and 15 is knowledge and what? Knowledge and what? Knowledge and what? The main thing Jesus tried to get his disciples to receive was what? Knowledge and understanding. In, everything, in, every, in every dealing in life, one of the major things you need is understanding. When it comes to a mortgage, what you need. When it comes to what the doctor says, what you need. You, you don't need to be in there, the doctor saying stuff, and you just doing this right here, and he using words you ain't never heard of. And you just like, oh, okay, okay. You, you ain't understanding what that man talking about. Just tell him, say, hey, slow up. You got a book where you can break that down so I can understand what you're talking about because I ain't going to let you cut on me, and I don't even know what you're saying. But see, if you don't have understanding, folks, you'll be a pushover to folk. I said you would be a pushover. Lord of verse, I do need to show you something. I need to show you something in the book of Job. And then I need to show you something in Psalm and I'm going to be done. Go with me to, uh, let's see, let's go to Job 12. Is understanding important? Yes. How, how many have ever just tried to act like you were was, you was, uh, more intelligent than you actually are? About a particular thing. Some, some things we, we're not intelligent about. You, you ain't been to medical school. At least, at least most of us haven't. So when somebody throw certain terms at you, you just say, hey, layman, layman. Don't be talking to me like I'm, I'm, I'm a colleague. Talk to me. I'm a layman. Tell me. I mean, understand that. Very important. Because if not, folk will use you. They'll get over on you. All right, Job 12. I'm going to read the first three verses. Then Job answered and said, No doubt you are the people and wisdom will die with you. But I have what? As well as I am not what? See, when you have understanding, you're not going to be inferior to people. People ain't going to intimidate you. Because some folks, if they have money, they'll try to make you feel bad because you don't have as much money as they have. Some folks, if they, if, if they have more education than you, they'll try to make you feel bad. You gotta, let, you, you gotta let folks know you know who you are. Because you got some folks that'll feel so intimidated by somebody that they'll start changing their life because of what a person says. So instead of the Holy Spirit directing them, they'll be allowing a person to direct them. I want you to follow me. 
But I only want you to follow me when I'm, when I'm doing 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, which says, imitate the pastor as the pastor follows who? That's what you do. You don't, you, don't, you don't allow anybody to make you feel inadequate. Because when, when you enter into that place, it says about you what shouldn't be said about children of God once they really understand who they are in Christ. It says about you, you have low self-esteem. Or you will, have, you will have somebody say about you that, look, you have an inferior complex. And we don't want inferiority complex. And we don't want anybody to be, to be thinking that about us. But if that's what we allow to manifest, that's what folks going to think. How many understand that? You have to know who you are. And wherever you are in life, you have to know that you are in the place where God has ordained for you to be. And not allow anybody to intimidate you. To start doing dumb stuff. He got a car, so I'm going to go get me a car because he done talked about now. You don't make a move without God telling you to make a move. Woo! This is a good text. Let's go to Psalm 119. I'm closing. I believe you got it by now. I knew we were ready to receive. It was a good day to, to teach this scripture. Perfect atmosphere. You're going to be able to, at dinner this evening, you're going to be, the pastor was lovely today. <laughs> what he said was just for me. We ain't going to talk about it today. No, no. <laughs> he was quite wonderful today. And that's the way it should be it went once you understand. Once you understand and really look at stuff, you, you, won't take, you won't take a hard word the wrong way. You'll receive it the right way. And you know what God says about you when you, when you reach that type level? You're mature. We don't, have, we don't have to keep feeding her no milk. She can get some grown folk food now. And see, when you get grown folk food, that, that's when God will, will start causing you to, you to enter into them, them higher heights and them deeper depths. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Are you there? Wait on me. We're going to, uh, I think, verse 144. 144 is where I want to go. Psalm 119, 144. The righteousness of your testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and look what's going to happen. Give me understanding and what's going to happen? Now, and notice he, he's not talking about breathing because he's already existing. He's already breathing. Give me understanding and I'm, and I'm going to live. Live in the verse equates be productive or prosperous. Give me understanding and I'll prosper. You can't stay in the hole once you get understanding. <laughs> understanding to tell you how to get out that hole. You've been hollering while you down in the hole thinking somebody going to hear you and you in the desert. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to hear you in no desert. You're the only one out there. But understanding will, will, will cause you to come out of that hole even though you're in the desert. You'll figure out some, some way to come out that hole with understanding. 
Understanding will, understanding will help you come out of the debt that you're in. Understanding will help you acquire not only what you need, but what you desire. Man, you know, I desire that. I know it costs about 150000 but I, I, I sure do desire that. And God will give you the understanding you need in order to get what you desire. You mean he'll, he'll try to help me get my heart's desire? Yeah. Let's read the Bible say, if you delight yourself in him, that's what he'll do. He'll give you the desire of your heart. Now, now delight just in a literal sense means to rejoice, be happy, praise. But it's more than that from a biblical standpoint. When you delight yourself in God, your mind becomes his mind. Your thoughts become his thoughts. Your words become his words. You're not going to say something just to be saying it because in your thoughts or in your mind is Proverbs 18. And what is it? Death and life. No, I asked y'all what scripture that was. Proverbs what? Death and life. Are in what? Of what? And he who? Shall? He who loves or uses it. Shall eat his fruit. And see, when... when, when when your mind, your words, and your deeds become like God, that means you're delighting yourself in him. It's not just something you do when the music is hot. You delight yourself in him to the point to where you think like him, talk like him, and act like him 24 Seven. Give me understanding and I'm going to live. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to be prosperous. If I had the education as so, so and so, I, I, I would be further up the road. God, give me understanding and I will prosper. According to what you promise. Lord give me understanding. And I will walk in the purpose. That you ordained for me to fulfill in this life. Lord give me understanding. And I will make sure I take care of the vows that I made. To you and to others. Just give me the understanding. What did, see, see, the psalmist just wanted what he need in order to make his life better. And he knew in order for his life to be better, it was going to take understanding. See, see some of us, uh, we have to be careful because we, we can get to the point where we think we already know what we need to know. Or already understand what we need to grasp. The only one that does not need any more teaching or learning is God. Reason being, he's omniscient and omnipotent. Man should be a progressive being. But we, we have choice, right? I don't know about you. I choose, I choose to progress. That means every time God puts a season on the table, I'm going to make it my business to get in that season so I can move further. Oh, better here, Lord? That's what you putting us in now? Okay, let me get in it so I can prosper. Now, you got to give me some understanding about this better and bigger because this COVID thing going on. So you tell me about this better and bigger. Give me understanding so I won't let that get in my way so I can prosper. 
Oh, Lord, so, so we're in this battle season. And you know this right here been attacking my finances. This been attacking my body. But, but if you just give me understanding about the season that we're in so I can deal with what's attacking my mind, attacking my body, so I can prosper. But you have to be careful when it comes to understanding. And, and uh, here go another verse that I want to go to, but I ain't, I ain't going to go to. But you know this verse without me going to it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says in part, lean not to your what? Say to your neighbor, when God trying to give you understanding, don't, don't lean. Finish it. Stick with his understanding so you can have what? Life. Give me so I can what? And I'm going to stop right there.